Right, we are on and popping, getting started. Welcome guys to Spotlight Inspirational Minds. Today we have a very special guest as I requested her to come on uh, on short notice. So I really appreciate the fact that she's here today because this is an interview that I've actually been looking forward to uh, for quite a long time. So the fact that you're here to me is just uh, absolutely amazing. So um, I'd like to give a brief introduction. So Leah is a dedicated wife. Uh, she's a mother. She's a published author of two books, an entrepreneur. She is an executive coach um, and a business consultant, mentor and founder of Life with Leah. That's only to mention a few things there. Now, uh, for the people that may not know you, um, Leah, perhaps you can just give us a, a brief introduction of yourself in your own words. So the floor is yours. Yeah. So I think if you were to ask me, who am I? And I think that a lot of us, first of all, I'm just going to jump into it. When people ask the question, who are you? We go, we go straight to what we do rather than who we are as an identity. And for me, if you ask me who I am as Leah, I would say I'm a justice seeker, that I'm a voice for the voiceless and I'm an advocate for what is fair and what is right. And I think before everything else, I'm a teacher, I'm an activator of innate dreams that lie dormant in a lot of people. So the last part talks about what I do, but, but really... The first bit about me being an advocate for what is right and what is fair and the justice and truth seeker is exactly that what flows through my veins. Mm. So that's if, if you were to ask me who I am, that's that's who I am. What do I do? I am a coach. I'm a mentor. I'm an executive coach. I've had a lot of life experience. I've worked in in um, in corporate Britain for the last 20 years um, and I continue to try to break down barriers. My heart is for our people. And I just feel that um, we begin to matter when we represent in the spaces that are important for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do agree with that. What a, a perfect answer. More than I could have um, you know, expected. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So the second question is, where are you based? And how's, how does that tie in uh, into the work uh, that you do? Perhaps if you can tell us a little bit about that briefly. Yeah, so I think that it's what's what's good is that we've all gone global, haven't we? So we're touching spaces that we never touched before. So if you could look at one positive that's come out of COVID, I would say that would be it. So right now I live in a little village called Fradley, and it's outside Birmingham in the United Kingdom. And um, yeah, I think there's about 60 houses in the village, a lot of ducks and a lot of um, of birds, but um, I love it. And I think that... Um, wherever I am and I think that if, if you operate in a space of who you are it doesn't matter what geography you are located in you can still be your best optimum self is what I believe so yeah right now I live in a little village called Fradley it's outside Birmingham in the United Kingdom and yeah brilliant no thank you so much um, for that and then this particular question I put it in there because I do have quite a few people that I've drawn inspiration from one of them you know very well I always state about how you know my mother was one of my biggest inspiration mm -hmm. just from seeing how she did things and how she moved and uh, you know she inspired me the most especially when she wasn't talking just through her actions and the things that she used to do you're one of the people that is an inspiration to myself as well having seen you um, do what you do being an author mm. and all the work that you've been doing at the moment which i i feel personally is absolutely amazing um who would you say is one of your biggest inspirations 
I think that um, with 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 the life stage that I'm at, I'm learning that I have drawn a lot of inspiration from different people for different things. So of course, you you we we it's not everybody who has the privilege to say that they they can choose a parent as somebody who they they can look up as an inspiration. But I think um, for me, I think my dad would have been the biggest inspiration for me because he had a mental illness, but he still smashed barriers. So mm-hmm. I think that most of the stories that I talk about or my life in the way that I look at my life, I look at what he's done and, and, and that would be one constant you know, individual. But for me, I think there's a lot of people that I feel inspired. I think Clubhouse, social media, and meeting people that I've never known before. And you learn, I think that um, every day is a school day and you learn different things from different people. But if I were to say one thing that's been constant for me, that's been an inspiration to be my faith, mm-hmm. I think that I, uh, my greatest inspiration that has remained constant all throughout my life is my faith and my inspiration and the quotes and the mentorship, the books that I write are all rooted in my faith. And, mm-hmm. and, and it might not come across like that because I just deliberately don't put it so that I shove it down people's throats but I find greatest wisdoms from places like Proverbs so if you read mm. my quotes you and, and you read between the lines that, that that's where I get most of my, my wisdom absolutely that is brilliant I will touch on that as well as you know our final question in this line of questioning <laughs> mind you it's not an interrogation or anything like that but before I get to that I always like to ask a soft question as well so we spoke earlier in the morning and you told me you'd, you, you'd been jogging right I, I work out <laughs> yeah right I need to get on that actually I saw I saw a picture that Will Smith put on um, uh, on that. social media he's being proud of his dad board I'm like you know I what that's, that's how I'm looking right now and I don't like this but, but he's getting ready for a movie though so he's really lying to us he's making right. us become you know he's that's know, an right? him. but will smith always does those things anything that that man does is just somehow inspirational he posts himself with a dad bod and somehow i'm inspired he'll post himself <laughs> really working out he's i don't know he just embraces who he is so i was thinking you know what uh yeah i need to get back to running and i just need to get back to regular routines and things like that one of the things i remember when i used to go to the gym quite a bit is my uh, playlist and i've got one of my good friends in the audience uh, liam he loves grime but grime was literally my anthem when i went to the gym because it's just got that a bit tempo and that kind of thing so yeah what is your playlist what does that look like uh you know when you go jogging or perhaps when you're working out in the gym I don't do the gym because I think there's always people who think they're fitter than me. I used to go to the gym ages ago, but I do a lot of running. So yeah. I do about 8K five days a week and wow. I, I put in 8K five days a week. But mm. in terms of of a list, like um, a lot of people would listen to music, but because I'm a word person, like if you mm. cut me through and through, words is my thing. So I listen to a lot of preachers or a lot of TED Talks or anything, you know, wow. people. I listen to a lot of comedians as well because mm-hmm. there's a skill in which that they communicate. So as a public speaker, for me, I, I listen to people like like um, if, don't judge me, don't don't listen to the to the swear words in there. Kevin Hart, I listen to a lot of him. A lot of British comedians as well. You know, I find that there there's an intelligent craft in the way that they communicate. Mm-hmm. So I use I use a lot of talks. So TED Talks is my go-to really when I'm running. Do you know what? That's a new one. You know, I don't know if I could go run right and i was saying when when i used to go um jogging it used to be music and that kind of thing now that i'm so hooked crap to clubhouse not crack so <laughs> clubhouse um <laughs> um I would, I would listen to a lot of a uh, lot of music but what you've said now i can see myself running to just listening to a room because sometimes i get mm. so caught up so that's interesting okay one more soft question for yourself right uh, if you could only ever listen to one album for the rest of your existence what album would that be 
I, it, I'll be, to be a bit of cheating because I mm-hmm. list, I, I'm, I struggle with music because I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I don't even know lyrics. I, I take lyrics from different songs and make one song. So mu- mm-hmm. music, I love music, but music is not something that I would say really is, is a passion of mine. So right now mm-hmm. I'm listening to Mav City, Old Basement. Okay. So, so the, the only reason I'd say it's the one I'd listen to now is because I'm going to listen to it, then I'll kill it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I won't listen to it again. So I, I, I struggle. I couldn't pick an album, I suppose, because I'm okay. not really into into the music yeah. the way most people are. Oh, wow. That's different. No, but that's very interesting. No wonder. Like, I, I love to hear diff- people's different perspectives. Yeah. I'm definitely going I'm, to I'm try. I'm very wordy. So if you yeah. tell me, give me a preach, give me a talk, I can tell you, oh, you know, have you heard this one? Have you heard that one? Have you heard? That is brilliant. You know? I was speaking to an in-law yesterday because I took some stuff from my wife and uh, he was asking me like, oh, you know, what have you been doing? I said, I've been gravitating more towards audio uh, lately. I think <laughs> even the, the newer generation, they love podcasts, <laughs> they love, you know, Clubhouse. And he, oh yeah, he asked me, what are you watching? watching on netflix or what movies or tv i said i'm not really watching that many tv shows you know and i can start but i'll come away from them i'd rather listen to a conversation or watch a, a podcast or watch an interview than watch a movie now i don't know it's weird or a tv show so i absolutely understand where you're you're coming from with that one with me if i could choose only one album it will be i think it's called all the earth the belonging core don't know if you oh, know kind of refresh myself it's so brilliant just so many songs that really speak to you on that level and yeah it's a brilliant it's a brilliant album with that said coming back to the question that we addressed earlier i was going to ask you if uh, in fact what bible verse is your favorite and perhaps if you could just give us some context as to what that is i know knowing you i know it'd probably be a number of them but if you were to choose one to live by which one would it be and perhaps if you can give us some context that would be great so I just believe that, um, that that we were created in this space to to build relationships and community. And I think that in order to do that, we need to understand who we are before we actually operate in a space. Therefore, we also have an understanding of how we are seen in that space. So for me, I think if I was to choose one, which but I do have many, mm-hmm. but the one that I, I talk a lot about is argue your case with your neighbor himself and do not reveal another man's secret and i say that a lot because it's in other words it's saying don't be messy when you're dealing with business Mm -hmm. don't be messy when you're dealing with relationships you know discover not and disclose not another man's secret and i find that really really a, a life lesson to to draw by because i always say that all of us have got something inside of us that we don't want people to know but if we're going to be living as a community and living um, interdependent with each other and expecting us to grow as communities then i think don't be messy with your business would be proverbs 25 9 i love Mm -hmm. that one wow brilliant um yeah i'll definitely be going back to look into that one don't Don't be messy right (laughs) (laughs) we do try but sometimes you know even in these um clubhouse streets i'm telling you now some of these hallways and some of these uh, rooms i always talk about it so i really appreciate that uh, encouragement and that insight uh moving on swiftly so i know you do you are the founder of life with leah which is an absolutely amazing inspirational platform as well i've seen you navigate the social media space literally like a millennial right so the fact that the big five always coming out, i'm like what really and i'll be honest with you I, i'm even gonna say you do that better than me 
just being honest because a uh, majority of the stuff that you put uh, on your life with Leah Page on the Instagram uh, I think you've got a Facebook for that one as well yeah, if I'm not mistaken it's so clean and so crisp and you know the words and the colourful backgrounds I'm just like when I get something I'll just slap some words on there put it on Instagram and I'll, it's I'll out there I'll tell you a know? secret I'll tell you a secret <laughs> that, that is not me at all um, I am a word person I am yeah. not visual so I pay for my branding do you? <laughs> I wow. pay a millennial so I tell the millennial this is what I want to say and yeah. then they'll be like this is what you're going to do they've given me brand colours don't do green or yellow so I've got a brand book Mm-hmm. So, but then I think that for me, I have to keep myself relevant and, and it's okay not to know how to do those things, but just get somebody who does. And I think it's when you, you want to navigate a space for me, I believe I've got a voice for all generations and therefore nobody's coming to my page if it's not relevant. Yeah. So you got, you guys will come and look, you gravitate to my page or the, the millennials will gravitate to my page because it speaks or it looks like what they're used to. And then Absolutely. once they're there, I'll capture them with the word. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to say it's me, but um, I know I know what I'm good at, and visuals is not me. So, but I pay yeah. I pay for branding, and I pay a millennial to do the posting. Do you know what? That's something that I'm <laughs> definitely going to steal from you and learn from because I realize that similar to me, their strengths, their things that I'm really good at, and the mm. things that I now know that I'm definitely not good at. And with the millennials and even uh, you know the Gen Zs and things, min- minimalism seems to be the yes, thing now. It's the in thing, isn't it? It's the in thing. So, but for me, I, I haven't caught up and. Other things I haven't caught up to is TikTok, and I don't think I ever will. I love that's TikTok. Just me. I used to judge it. Don't judge me. Oh. I love TikTok. <laughs> honestly, I, I have judge to take it. it off my. I have to take it off my phone because yeah. honestly, it's a time waster. Yeah. But I, I, it's there's TikTok cleaning. There's TikTok for everything. Oh wow! Yeah. So I, 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 I just, I, yeah, I love TikTok. All right. Time waster more than Clubhouse. <laughs> no yeah, because I think, with, I think TikTok, TikTok, there's nothing educational. Like yeah. I spend my time laughing, oh, wow. but laughter is good for the soul, you well, know. Certainly. Whereas certainly. I come into I come into TikTok for re, for connection, relationship, business, you know, learning, mm. and TikTok is just fun. No, absolutely. Do you know what? Maybe I should give it go and see again. But yeah, I think that one just just has no. It's messy. It's yeah. messy in TikTok. I know. It's, it's not hit for me. I was going to say, if you could tell us a little bit uh, about life with Leah, so pretty much the inspiration and what you do, just in a brief sense, that would be great. So Life with Leah has been going on for five years, believe it or not. Five, six wow. years, I think. And I think that in, initially, if you look at what I do, I coach and I mentor people, but I also coach businesses because I've been in the business space for 20 years. The principles I've learned in business and how to market yourself, your business uh, proposals, all that stuff. I coach businesses as well. And you know, the crazy thing is that in the pandemic, my my space has just boomed. Wow. Uh, it's not something I deliberately looked for, but I am extremely busy coaching and mentoring people that have just come through my doors through the pandemic. Mm. So the whole principle of life with Leah is I don't teach what I have not lived. Mm. I don't teach what I've not learned or conquered or experienced. And that's why I called it Life with Leah. Mm. So if I'm coaching people, then I'm going to talk to you about stuff that I have overcome. And if I don't think I've been in that space yet, I've lived long enough actually to live in most spheres. But Mm. if I don't, I'll get you somebody who does. Mm. So Life with Leah, I think, is is books. Like I said before, I'm a word person. So Mm. I'm a public speaker. People book me to speak engagements and um, I write books. I... I speak, I coach, I mentor, 
and I've got a page that is just inspirational. So I do mm. videos, I do quotes, you know, just my, my whole thing is to just inspire us to be the best version of who we can be. And I know it's yeah. a bit of a cliche, but it's such a powerful statement. Be the best version of mm. who you can be. But how do you become the best version of who you were created to be if you don't know who you are? Mm. Mm. So that's where I start. Wow. Wow. Try and understand who we are. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I mean, I remember being in a room yesterday and we were literally talking about, you know, the responsibility of getting to know yourself and going through that work and that process and how important it is to you as a human being, uh, especially when you're, you know, you're maturing as a person. If you're going to go in a marriage, if you're going to go into any work environment or friendships, it really is important that you know who you are, right? Just for the sake of not just yourself, but the people you're coming into. Or else it will be, as you said earlier, you're bringing mess to people you're bringing mess yeah. to relationships purely off of the fact that you haven't taken the time to discover yourself and i always say it does you a service it just helps yourself to navigate life better if you know who you, you are. know who you are and what you want because what, what it disseminates is you know the things that you don't want and you know the things that you do want so it helps you as opposed to just going in every situation blindly and then when somebody does things that you don't want and it just becomes a whole mess and yeah so no I I actually there's two things there isaac and mm-hmm. that is knowing who you are is very important but also knowing how you're showing up in the space that you're occupying is another mm-hmm. important piece of, of of information that you need to know about yourself because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than somebody who's who who's operating in a space but not understanding how they're impacting the people around absolutely and that's how you get unintentionally toxic people which i've seen even on this platform where i see an amazing you know light about someone yet it's almost as if they use it for evil like they're Mm. evil genius they will Mm. host massive rooms like they command huge crowds but what they Mm. do with that is is not really in their purpose and it's just saying you know once you really discover what you're meant to be doing you'll be doing some great work and and changing lives so thank you so much for that one um there is another question i need uh, i want to ask you so you know what would most people be surprised to know about and i asked that question because again my dear friend liam was on the um platform (laughs) last week and i almost missed that question out and i found that it's quite interesting actually the answer that he gave me so i really loved his answer and so the question is in a way that perhaps something that most people don't already know you know that kind of thing but perhaps it's an interesting fact about yourself i think i think that if people don't personally know me so i'm looking at the people in the room today if you don't Mm -hmm. personally know me then it's not a shock because it's like oh we don't really know you so we don't really know whether this is something that's really um shocking Mm -hmm. but if you know in me and you you, in the little that you know about me i'm saying my my thing is words everything that i'm gifted to do is talking and speaking and so it's loud it's verbal but actually i'm an introverted extrovert Mm -hmm. i don't like big crowds and people find that very, very surprising. My best place, if you ask me, what is your favorite spot in the whole world, is on my sofa with a hot water bottle. No but that's not the that's not the version that people see when I am speaking and mentoring and coaching and and in a relation in in relationships. I think people always look at me like she's the party animal. She's bringing the energy, but it drain it drains me. And and a lot of people are surprised that I find that draining. But it does drain me. So I am an extroverted introvert, and I think that I love my introverted bits more than people actually know that i do wow i'm surprised to learn that (laughs) because the way no the way i've seen you obviously i've seen you speak in church i've seen you speak just in general engagements you know as it pertains to your book i've seen you command crowds so for you to say that i'm like wow that's something new Uh, and and so you have to kind of know me and then if you know me then you'd be like wow so i am more introverted than people actually think that i am yeah oh wow no that's absolutely brilliant now um obviously as you've stated i think i've stated it a couple of times 
and you've stated as well, you're an author. Uh, you Your first book was All Grown Up, brilliant piece of work. Uh, you've also uh, written Leeds, uh, or Leeds rather, <laughs> uh, inspirational piece of work as well. When I saw you did that, I remember me and my wife, we came to your you know book signing for All Grown Up. And I must tell you, that was one of the proudest moments of my oh, own life to you. have um, seen you do that. Because what it showed me is that somebody that I've known very well has done this thing mm. they published a book and it inspired me to say do you know what I, when i'm ready one day i also want to do Come that myself on, as well I'll hold you to that. right I'll because I, that. as you know as you know i do believe i've got a story to tell and yes. you know, the story that i'm able yes. to tell is likely to change some lives it's likely to really help somebody who's going through something to let them know that you know there's a light at the end of that uh, tunnel uh what inspired you so I, I really want to hear a little bit about you know what inspired you to write in general so yeah so I, I think with both books i just I, i'm a, i'm an avid reader so i read a lot of books mm. and and if it, apart from everything that i do i read a book a, a, a book a month mm. so i make sure that i read a book a month because that's the only way you one increase your vocabulary but two you also expand your mind and understanding so you're not really narrow in the way that you think but what i also really like is is that other people have got the um the the how do i say they've got the 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 luxury of of walking in and writing a book that will teach people about stuff because we know about them they're big they're famous we've seen them nobody really know who i was so i wrote all grown up as an introduction of who I am, because I never read a book about somebody I don't know. So mm. All Grown Up is really about me, where I grew up, the stuff. And I think what's really important, I suppose, for black and brown people is that we need to start learning to tell our story. That Absolutely. The story that I grew up with, with a dad with a mental health illness, with the challenges and the face, the stuff I faced, societal prejudgment, all that stuff, I shouldn't really be here. But if I don't write my story, somebody else will. So I think for me, that was the driver. First of all, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce myself to the world, so that when I then bring the book lids and the subsequent books that I'm writing, you understand where I'm coming from, what I'm about, and 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 why I come into this space. So, all grown up was really I wanted to introduce myself to the world, mm -hmm. and lids was really a challenge to the dysfunction that I see, especially in the church, but it's a dysfunction everywhere in leadership. And it's something yeah. I experienced. So, and I think that this is the book is not about bashing leadership, but it's about identifying dysfunction in us that enables the dysfunction in leaders and stops us from growing. Hence, lids. A mm. lid is a container that stops us from being where we can be, and and when where, where we ought to be. And people will look at lids and think immediately. We think about. X, Y, Z is my lid, but actually you can be your own self lid. Absolutely. So the whole book actually talks about the different lids, but it's all weaved in a story of how I, how I was in a space where there was a clear lid in a mm. dysfunctional space and community I was in for 18 years. Wow. Wow. That is um, some really powerful stuff. I mean, that context, you know, when I was reading the, uh, you know, the brief introduction to the book that you, you sent me to, I was just thinking, man, this is just such inspirational stuff because it just really speaks to perseverance and how the fact mm. that we hold our own keys to our success and that sort of thing. We do. But yeah, but to think that that's where your inspiration came from. And that, no wonder I genuinely believe that inspiration is drawn from different places, but it really doesn't matter where the inspiration comes from. The work that comes out, right, is what's the important thing. So it's very interesting to to, to really hear where um, that derived from. And, um, you know, I really do appreciate Yeah, that. so I, I suppose even just to add something like with lids, I, I wasn't the only one that was facing those lid properties in that space. But but I chose I could do one or two things, and I, I was potentially one of the people who you could say you know um, 
was favored, you know, but, but just me being favored was not enough when I was seeing that this lid on people who looked like me, especially, Mm -hmm. but as an aspect, not just solely for people who look like me. And I think that you can do two things. You can let the lid be a thing that paralyzes you or it can propel you. And I chose for it to propel me and, 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 and let those who want to, to learn, learn from the story that I'm telling in, in one, identifying what are the lids in your life, but two, Mm -hmm. how do you overcome them? No, absolutely. Thank you so much um, for that clarification. Now, uh, I stated earlier, you're a dedicated wife. I've seen you uh, be a wife for a long time. An amazing mother to two daughters that have just uh, grown up to be uh, amazing young ladies in their own light. And you know I always come to you because I'm raising a daughter as well uh, to ask for advice and that, and that sort of thing. And I will be a continual student. I'll be coming more just to seek more advice from yourself because most certainly you do know. Do you remember this one time when you came to visit us and you were telling me about the table and there's something that you saw about the table. You're like, uh, that table, she's going to be going inside, you know, the little bit. Um, she did exactly that. So there, there are a number of things that you'd mentioned. I was like, oh God, you know, she knew what she was talking about. You know, so with that, I'm like, no, most certainly I feel so blessed to have somebody like yourself uh, who I can, you. you know, I can come to and, you know, seek the advice, seek that guidance. It's, it's a blessing to really have. And I, I embrace it and I appreciate that. But what Thank I wondered, um, I'd stated earlier, you're a woman of many hats and it's, it's a brilliant thing. How do you find the balance between... Oh, I need to shout out my, my sister, Mary. Oh, yeah. Mary's a, co- Mary, Mary's had a coach. A... <laughs> Mary's a coach. She is. Mary's I've, a coach. <laughs> I've, I've been acquainted to Mary. She's been in a couple of my other rooms. Brilliant lady. Um, my actually. sister. But my um, sister. we shall coach. bring you on later, uh, Mary, after the interview. I think we'll get there in about 10 to 15 minutes. We'll bring you on to be able to ask any questions uh, that you'd like to ask. So what I wanted to ask you, Leah, was how do you find the balance between the work and the family life? Um, I think that um, maybe because I'm also in a space, it's easier that I kind of like my spinning of the plate started growing really quickly when my girls grew. So both girls, 24, finishing barrister course, another one is working. So really, I am an empty nester. But the, the thing that I need to focus is carve out time for my husband and make sure that I'm not busy doing all these things at the expense of 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 our relationship. So how do I balance it? I I believe that I started not late, but I was later in life. Therefore, I know that there's a lot in me that the world has yet to see. So I'll keep spinning, but I don't spin randomly. I am very, I'm very structured in the way that I spin. So um, I, I write my books. I accept engagements in a way that I know is structured. I, I post not in a way that I know that, for example, I, I don't post myself. I pay somebody to post for it. I'm structured in the way that I've got my content is, is, is way up to maybe August. All my quotes, all my posts are all scheduled. So I have to be really structured. Otherwise, it takes over your life. And I think that yeah. purpose was never meant to take over our lives. Purpose mm-hmm. was meant to be a blessing to people and the people in your world. So if I was to give anybody a key, I spin this place. I do my business in my day job. I do my life with Leah on the side. I'm a mom. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mentor to many, a coach. 
but but I structure it. So it mm. may look like a lot, but it's it's intentional and it's never random. Absolutely. Thank you. Once again, <clears throat> I will go back to this, listen to it, and whatever you've said, I'm going to implement because I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to find that balance uh, myself. As yeah. you know, I do wear quite a number of hats, which I love the work and I get caught up in the work that I'm doing, um, especially, you know, the work that I'm passionate about, even being on this platform and really speaking to people and Im- impacting life. I feel like that's something that God has called me to do so when it comes to doing it it doesn't really feel like work but it can be time consuming and it should consider... never it, ne- it should never it negatively impact the people in your space there you go like family. Right? so i think it's so, a structure absolutely but it's just learning to find that 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 balance so most certainly and most guests i ask them how do you find that balance so what you've said there uh, is absolutely profound and brilliant now we spoke of your the amazing birthday uh, that is coming up i'm quite excited for that and um obviously we'll see what we can do uh, for yourself. I don't want a Zoom party. I don't want a Zoom party. I've told you all. Okay, okay. We'll hear you. But uh, as you said earlier, it's not up to you. But um, yeah, what I was going to ask you is, with, with everything that you've done so far, you're well accomplished. You know, you're well accomplished in your family life. You're accomplished in your business, uh, personal, everything that you've just done. You've done so well. What about everything that you've become and everything that you've you've done surprises you the most? Um, I, I think I write this in my first book where I said growing up, because I, I, like I said before, the gifting that I have over the world would be words in whatever form, in, in written form, in speaking form, in podcasts, in, in, in quotes, in mentorship, in coaching, in business coaching. So the gifting I have on life is words. But growing up, I was really it was something that really struggled because the world told me I talked too much. So rather than seeing that as, as a gift, I always wanted to dumb it down. You know, there were times I wanted to make sure, please make me quiet, Lord, make me more subdued, Lord, make me more acceptable to the world, Lord. But the very thing that people criticized me about or, 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 or made me feel very uh, 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 bad about myself is the very gifting that God has given me. So the mm. very thing that they said, was not good about me is the very thing that's the gift into the world. And I think I always say to people when I speak, be very careful what words are being spoken over you. And the very thing that you look at and think, maybe this is not important to me and I want to change that is could be the very fuel that God wants to propel you into the future with. Absolutely. So that's what surprised me. That's oh, wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> that's an even more elaborate answer um, than I expected, but it's brilliant. Uh, as always, you've just succeeded uh, with everything. So now I'd like to direct uh, the conversation more so towards Leeds, um, just to get a little bit of context, um, you know, of the book. I think you've already articulated that really well. You've given us some context as we've gone on, but I have taken a few excerpts from uh, the book and it will be really interesting just for you to perhaps expound on them so i stated leads i really love that um title myself um you've already given us some context as to how the book came about and the inspiration so i uh, absolutely love that um are you able to expand perhaps what the inspiration was i know this is me saying you've already stated it but apart from the one that you stated earlier was it did you have any other source of inspiration for the book I, th- I think for me, when I was in the space for 18 years where I was a leader, and I use inverted commas as a leader because they'll give you a, you can be in a space where people give you a title, but actually muzzle your your your, your speech or or where you go, how far you want to go. So it's I think after being in that space for about 17 years, I, I suddenly woke up one day and I thought, I am in a container. 
I am in a container. And what that means is that I knew I always could write a book. I knew I could speak. I knew I could have engagements, but I wasn't allowed to, or I wasn't given the opportunity to because I didn't feel like, they didn't feel like I matched the space in which they were creating. And until you realize that you are in a container, and sometimes the container doesn't have a lid. Mm -hmm. So it's there actually for your own um, uh, uh, protection because you, you can't just be showing up in the world without that kind of structure. But I realized it just wasn't in a container. I was, I was trapped in people's, in a tomb of people's words, negative words of me. And I think for me, it was then I realized that it just wasn't me. Because once you look at stuff like that, it's very easy for you to feel sorry for yourself and start telling a story of woe is me. I looked around and I thought, actually, there's a lot of people who are in their tomb in this place. And mm -hmm. the people who are in the tomb looked like me. So for me, that was an inspiration. But it, it wasn't easy to write because I knew that in writing this book, I was going to face consequences. Oh, wow. So, So in order for you to work into your purpose, in order for you to walk into wherever you were meant to go, be prepared to become unpopular. And yeah. I did. But um, do I, looking back, you know, I think when I was walking through the healing process of going through counseling with what happened to me, I am grateful I wrote that book because I know that it's helped more people than just me. It's helped my kids. It helped me looking back to read the stuff that I went through and how I processed it. And I journaled through that whole process because I dared to stand up and say, no, this is a lid. Mm -hmm. I want to smash it. Absolutely. And I agree with that. I, I love that. Um, yeah, there's a statement I'll come to later and I, I don't want to ruin it yet. But <laughs> So right now, I would love to to read a few excerpts from the book and perhaps you can just give us brief brief expansions of where that came from, you know, uh, because uh -huh. we will be coming to an end uh, at some point. And what I'll do is I'll just love for people uh, to come up later on to perhaps ask you some questions in regards to the interview uh, in general and perhaps in regards to the book. I know Mary is already waiting, so as soon as we're done, we'll bring you up, um, dear sister, just so that you can ask any questions that you've got. So I'd love, I'd like to read this, right? So yeah. it states, the one area where I see people uh, struggle, struggle the most in breaking their limitation uh, imposed upon them by society, family or self, I call these and many other limitation leads in the book. Please expand on that one. So this is just like what I just said, though, Isaac, which is that there, there will be things that stop you from progressing to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Those limitations are your lids. The problem is sometimes we don't even know we've got lids. Sometimes we don't even know that there are limitations. Or most times we always think that the limitation is outside, it's mm -hmm. external. So I think what I try to realize is even with my experience, which was the, the, the motivation for the book, for me, it's a very balanced book because I look at myself and I think, what, what was your contribution, Leah? What could you have done different? Because you can be your own self-lit. So, for example, in the space that we're in, where people in the workplace, I've been in rooms where sometimes the stories of, of woe is me are so huge. And, 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 and they're sad in terms of people of color talking about how they're looked down upon, how they're yeah. overlooked, and nobody wants to give them this if you continue playing that that reel in your mind of woe is me, people are not giving me this, you cannot go to the next step. Absolutely. And I think what I try to say in Lids is that everything you need, everything you require to become a success in the space that God has placed you in, you already have inside of you. So the only thing is for you to realize, is the space where I'm occupied a container or, or a propeller or, or a container with a lid? And I think that for me, 
there, there are many lids that you will see in your life. And I think that's where that statement comes in. There are many lids that you can see. The, the key to success is identifying one, whether you have a lid and two, what lid it may be. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I, I agree with you, which is why I love the next uh, excerpt, which I think you've already touched on with a statement that you've given uh, before, which states it is our responsibility to be the custodians of the progress we want to see in our lives and I could not agree with that statement um, more because that's something that I've really had to learn uh, the hard way Um, and I've found times where I'm thinking to myself where I'm thinking you know this person should be doing this and they owe me this and and you know that kind of thing and I found out to say do you know what at the end of the day it's up to me what I want to see happen I have to keep pushing keep going and eventually it's going to come along. If there's a space that I'm not seeing that I want to see, I facilitate those spaces. I grow them. I bring people together. And sometimes that's that, that's the best that you can uh, you can do, really. And, so. and to add to you, actually, I think as a people, as, as, as society, we've become slightly lazy. And I say this in the, in the utmost kindness, in that we think, especially like people like us who speak or coach, we always believe that we need to be connected to the next great person in order for a door to be open for us. But there was the, that first person who spoke, who opened the door for them, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that once you understand what you carry, network is absolutely important and vital. But I think what is more important is you keep showing up in this Mm -hmm. space with what gifting that you give at the pace that you're going without looking left or right because we're all running our own race. Mm -hmm. So with the social media, sometimes you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm running behind. Uh, So-and-so has got so so many followers. So-and-so gets 20 likes. But it's running the race with focus and looking at the timing at, at the beat and the rhythm of your own pace, I think is very important. This mm-hmm. chasing, and I think that I've got mentors that I go for, but I think that over time, as I've grown with, with my speaking engagements and my writing of books, I absolutely respect the mentors in my life, but I also don't use them as God to oh, open wow. the door for me. Yeah. You know, if they're going yeah. to open the door for me, they will. If they don't, then I always believe that there was the first speaker who ever spoke. How did they do it without anybody opening a door for them? Absolutely. Question. And sometimes it's in people really being expectant, wondering who should be doing what for them, that they miss opportunity. Because okay, most times yeah. God is trying to tell you something and you're just missing it because you're too busy focused yep. on the wrong things, which is why me on this very app, like I've connected with some of the most amazing people. I could have never really planned it, right? And each time I've made it a, a you know, call to say to follow up to speak to them you know to engage with them because i understand to say it's not just a clubhouse thing perhaps the thing that god is preparing me for is not even for today it might not be for next week it might be for five years down the line it might be for for 10 years down the line because i'll tell you what I speak to individuals on this app that I know for a fact are the future leaders uh, of, especially, you know, when it comes to Africa, in business, in politics, uh, religion, so many, you know, have you ever spoken to somebody and you could just see what is coming? That's the discernment that I feel like God has luckily blessed me with. So when I look at that in a person, I just think to me, to myself to say, even the way I'll speak to them, I will speak to the person that I see in the future, as opposed to me thinking, oh, you, know, you haven't done this for me or oh you should have done this and then now it's like, nah like i'm thinking long term the relationship is more important which means how do i present in the right manner how do i also show myself for the candidate that will be the partner to that person 10 years the down future. the line right absolutely. so that is absolutely brilliant which leads me um to 
another excerpt, which I think with this one, when you wrote it, you, you must have had me in mind because <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I definitely needed to hear. Not only that, I think I'm going to put it on a poster note and I'll just be reading it on a, you know, morning basis, really, because this is something that everyone really needs to hear. It says perseverance and persistence are paramount to achieving your goals in life, regardless of the impossibilities that lie ahead. That could not be true. I mean, sometimes there are times where, you know, you're doing the work, showing up and everything and putting in the effort. And it just seems, you know, ask myself questions like, you know, is anyone even noticing the work that I'm doing? You know, am I being, you know, acknowledged or, you know, should I even carry on on this path even if it's on my heart? And I always know something that's on my heart. You can't shake that easily. There are things that I know and you can just brush those off. But the ones that are on your heart, it's very hard to brush off. So I love when you say about perseverance and persistence. Where did that, um, you know, come from, that particular excerpt? I think when I, I think in the beginning I said I, I always, I, I called it life with Leah because I never talk about things I never went through. So if you look at my life and you read All Grown Up, it talks about me and my dad having a mental illness. I shouldn't really be speaking in the spaces that I'm speaking in. Because if you look at whether it's in the West or in Africa or wherever we go, people who've got mental health ill issues are the bottom of the bottom. Mm. Their children or their families are also collateral damage. So me having a dad with mental health issues, I shouldn't have been here. But this is what I said to myself. I am not who you say I am. So if you want to minimize who I am, I am not going to take what you are saying over me because I understand that what I carry inside of me is greater than what the world is saying about me. So I'm going to go against the grain because I understand that that which is great in me is greater than that that's operating in the world sphere. And I continue going. I continue pushing. Mm. I could have given up ages ago, but I didn't do it because I wanted people to know about me. I knew that what I carried would have an impact on people and the impact I've had on people. And in fact, what I said when I first wrote the first book is if it just blesses one person, I genuinely was happy. Wow. But I know that there's more people who've got loved ones who've got mental health issues. And the fact that when you look at mental health, it's on a spectrum. We, it's not about the acute crisis that we see all the time. It's just general struggles that people have day on day that people face. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about perseverance, I'm, I'm a living example of perseverance and, 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 and consistency in showing up because I believe truly in what I carry is a blessing to the world. Wow, that is, um, yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you see, every time you just expound and you give a background um, of, you know, an excerpt or a statement, it really reinforces the reason why I put this platform together because it's very rarely do you get to hear people speak about why they do what they do mm -hmm. and i will carry on this way to bring more people that can just really state where their inspirations are from and the beauty of this this is a podcast so it will be on uh, spotify apple which means that people can go to listen back to it and anyone that really is curious about lids and all grown up now you know you've heard the author really speak <laughs> from a hearty place of why they wrote these books and i think you could have no, you couldn't have put it any better than you have today. And if I was a person that was considering, not that I'm, I'm not even trying to sell here, you know, <laughs> I think you've done that really well yourself. It's a good book. Yes. They're both good books, if I may say so. There myself. you go. And you've articulated that brilliantly. And I hope this platform continues to do that and to highlight great. I know those are two brilliant books. I already knew that, but I wanted you, you know, to really come on and highlight. And I think you've done that really well. 
finally coming into this statement in in terms of just the general um questions there's a statement uh, you know that i read read from what you sent me earlier which i found to be really powerful now it states it is time to smash that glass ceiling remember the ceiling is never uh, a problem when you realize that you are the hammer wow it's hammer time wow. I, I have to read that the second time it is uh, it is time to smash that glass ceiling remember the ceiling is never a problem when you realize that you you not anyone else are the hammer absolutely i had and to I, read that you are twice. the hammer yeah and that's the theme of my life. And that's what I try to pass on to people, that nothing is insurmountable. Every barrier that you've got, you better climb over it, go around it, smash it. There is a way. There is a way when you recognize that you've got inside of you to be able to overcome every barrier that comes inside of you, whether you take a person with you, network with somebody, but there is a way. When you realize there's a barrier, there's a mountain inside of you, and there's a ceiling that's stopping you from achieving everything that you were called to do, the mm -hmm. ceiling is never the problem when you realize I'm the hammer. I'm wow. stronger than this that I face in front of me. That is, that's brilliant. That's another one for the posted notes. I'm going to write that <laughs> down. So that way you can't really put it on anyone else. Again, it no. just comes back to Our the person, to you, to responsibility. And it's so brilliant that we're having this conversation. When I tell you, the people that were in the room with me yesterday, we literally were about three or four of us in the room. And this is what we were talking about. But the way it's articulated in this particular interview i think it's absolutely brilliant and it ties in well together but yeah i would love to take the opportunity to now invite people to come and ask some questions as we do that please raise your hand uh, and i'll bring you up just to, to be able to have a dialogue with us and ask leah some questions my good brother liam has got his room coming up with tribe 55 uh, literally in about five minutes uh may i end up being a little bit late but we'll definitely be in that room and for everyone else i do recommend you go there that platform the conversations that they have are just utterly brilliant and the atmosphere in there is magical i can't describe it you just have to be in the room for you to really understand what i'm talking about so i most certainly will be coming to that one but before we get to the questions i know mary i'll be bringing you back um sorry i'll be bringing you up very soon i wanted to once again wish you an early happy birthday Thank it's a you. big one it's well deserved you are brilliant you are amazing and i just Thank wanted to you. say you are a blessing um to our lives, Thank myself you. and my family are a blessing to us. And I'm just so happy that you've been able to bless my community as well here that I'm building and the people that are listening in this uh, particular interview, I think has been such a blessing. Before we honor. do bring the people up, what are your words of, you know, just inspiration for the community and perhaps just a call to action? Uh, as, as Leah tells us that, guys, feel free to raise your hand uh, in order to come and ask any questions that you may have. But yeah. Uh, the so if, if you were to take anything away from the theme of my life is that you cannot deny who you were called to be in order to fit other people's mediocre ideas of who they think you should be. You cannot deny who you were called to be in order to fit into other people's perception of who they think you should be. Wow. There ended my sermon. <laughs> wow wow that is so so powerful and thank you so much for today i see we've got excuse me we've got six sister mary uh, on the stage welcome hey, um, sister. the floor is yours hey, Leah. oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> how are you i am doing... shout out to you girl oh i'm you... doing great I'm i doing see great. it i see you i can't <laughs> you i see you moving <laughs> Oh, 
unfortunately, I have to leave. I just wanted to say hi. I, I, I will, we'll touch base we at definitely some point. Touch um, base. We definitely should. Thank you, Isaac, for this platform. Um, please, for the rest of the questions coming, just beat it into her like the woman is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so absolutely. Oh, oh, Congratulations, my girl. And welcome to the golden age. I crossed the broom. Yes. <laughs> golden about nose. a month or so ago. Oh, Best really? years of my life. Yes. We'll talk about having a joint beach party. We, we need to, definitely. Let's yeah. redefine the 50s. And everybody's All like, right. I want to be 50. <laughs> <laughs> See you Thanks, later, girl. girl. Bye, bye. All right, bye-bye. Brilliant. Thank you so much, uh, Mary. Um, yeah, she's brilliant. Been with her in a couple of rooms. Just amazing. Violet, thank you so much for coming up uh, to endure, uh, to indulge us. What question have you got for Leah? I know I brought you up, so I'm hoping you do have a question or perhaps a comment uh, as to the interview for today. Uh, my sister, the floor is yours. Absolutely, Leah. Uh, happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing um, your story. You know, one of the things that um, came to mind when you talked about mental health was the idea, especially, you know, growing up in Zambia, one of the things uh, we saw or heard was, you know, you're either going to go to Chinama because you're losing your mm. mind mm. or you need to go to church to get delivered. Mm. So how do we foster better um, opportunities for us to learn about mental health, but also to provide support along the way so that we're not waiting to go to an extreme, but there's continual support and awareness um, to build a to build a bridge because it is hard to have um, people dealing with all kinds of mental health issues but there's that, mm. that stigma that we deal with in our culture so what are some of your recommendations to address that I think the first recommendation I say is stop feeling guilty about something that was never of your choosing so for a long time I was ashamed of my dad having a mental illness and because of everything that people said about me. And then when I began to speak about it, it's not because I'm proud that he had it, but I realized that that was my mission, to be able to smash those barriers. The fact that I'm a successful business coach, mentor, all of that, people can look at me, people who are struggling with people who are loved ones, who've got mental health or they've got mental health, they know that there is a space there. How do we bridge? There is very, very little, I suppose, over Africa and Zambia in particular, where I grew up, there's Chinama, or actually there is deliverance, which is, which is what you say, and which are both very unhelpful. Acute as, as, as a first step is unhelpful. Telling people they need deliverance without truly trying to change to try and treat the mind is also very unhelpful. So as you speak, Life with Leah Foundation is launching end of the year. And what I'm doing is going into the community. And what I want to do is go into the community and intercept the children. So what do I do is equip the mothers to build, to make sure that they're financially independent. And if they're financially independent, I want them to then build into the schools, link it with the schools. Because when you have a mom that's financially independent and she's building a home, the children are healthy. I'm going into the schools and making sure that we do, um, um, you know, after school clubs, that is sort of like an intervention. And what I want to do is link up with the community health people to give a mental wealth, well-being health check. So I'm not badging it as mental health. I'm talking about it as wellness, because wellness is the first step to a, a, a healthy mental mental space is what I say. So I think sometimes it's very easy to talk about stuff. And for me, I was like, what can I do? If I've lived this and I've spoken about it, there is something I can do. And they're like-minded people. So if you want to join me, let's go on the ride. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, uh, financial wellness because part of what I've been doing for the past eight weeks is um, personal financial wellness and literacy. 
So I'd love to collaborate with you on that oh, because um, Let's do the it. curriculum, yeah, absolutely. Because the curriculum specifically touches on some of our cultural norms and nuances yes. around um, finances, but also realizing how some of the anxiety and overwhelm, especially for single moms, um, it's been really yes. hard because of the pandemic. And so, I, oh yeah, I'd love to connect and collaborate with you. Just, I will uh, follow you. I'm just checking your your Insta so I don't lose you because I, I do. I, okay, have I don't have Insta, but um. I'll try and or something. Yeah, or, I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll I'll reach out. All right. Thank we, you. Reach out to me. All right. Thank in, you. In Thanks, fact, Leah, what I'll do is I'll send you Violet's uh, contact. Uh, she's okay, based brilliant. In, That's good. in America, but yeah, brilliant. Yeah, young lady. Thank you so much there, Violet, uh, for your question. We've also Thank got you, Isaac. Um, Ethos, my brother. I appreciate you uh, coming up. Um, do you have a comment, perhaps, on the interview we've had today, or just a question for us? Ethos, are you there? Okay, my brother might actually be um, away there. But yeah, no, it's been an absolutely uh, brilliant interview. Uh, once again, as I stated earlier, more than I could have um, asked for. Another thing that I forgot to ask actually earlier is, where can people get the books, right? Not just the book, but where can they get the books, Leah? Amazon, uh, all on Amazon. The first book is on Audible, so you can hear mm -hmm. yours truly read it to you to sleep. So it's on Audible, um, All Grown Up is on Audible and Amazon, but um, Lids, I, I Lost the Will to Live, so it's just on Amazon. Okay, brilliant. I'm sure at some point that's going to <laughs> that's going to come on, on <laughs> Audible. So. We're looking forward yeah. um, to that. Um, I think we've got one more question, uh, one more person that wants to ask a question, so we'll just bring them up. Hi, with, Lydia. <laughs> with that, we'll just, um, yeah, just bear with me, Lydia. I'm bringing you up and then after which we shall close just because I'm being conscious uh, of time and uh, Leah has been pretty generous with us so really appreciate it right so I'm inviting you up but for some reason as per usual Clubhouse is not allowing me I think she's up though I can see her up okay yeah Lydia welcome to the stage sorry about that I think the system was glitching uh, a okay, little bit that's fine. Uh, welcome uh, do you have a question for us or perhaps a statement yeah, it's just really like uh, appreciating Leah uh, because uh, she's my mentor and I've got two oh. of her books and I really uh, love what she's doing and um, it's just an honor really to be connected to her and uh, I think uh, you are you are relevant to our generation really and you really give us like you you know like an example of what anyone would want to aspire to be as oh, a mom or in pro in a profession or in business or in anything but uh, having said that uh, i just wanted to really like uh, say uh, maybe you could shade more just a bit of maybe one or two sentences on uh, you know when you recognize that there's this lead or there's this gas ceiling and then you realize oh actually i'm a i'm a hammer and uh, yeah. are there anything that you would really give someone like um an advice because sometimes you you might want to smash that um is there anything that can prepare you because sometimes you can smash and you want to run and then you make all these mistakes so is there anything that you know you can advise in that line i think i think when you're the hammer be prepared that your world will not look the way it looks the same. And I think what I noticed about people is that we, we notice the lid. We want to smash the lid, but we want the status quo. We don't want to walk through the process of what that smashing would be, walking on glass, having glass shards falling over us. As a people, we have, we, we, our propensity is to shy away from that pain, shy away from that messiness. But breaking of the hammer, breaking of the ceiling, 
when you recognize you're the hammer is messy. And, and you have to be prepared that your world would not look the same. So in my, in my book, I talk about the story of when I then decided enough is enough. This is not right. This is not what we should do. I smashed that ceiling. But then the process of me coming through to freedom and freeing other people was messy. So I think that the, the encouragement I'll give you is that it's not going to be the same. It's going to be hard. And courage should be paramount when, if you want something to change in your life. Um, I hope that answers your question, uh, Lydia. Yes, it did. Thank you so much. Okay. That was amazing. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you. Thank you. And just to remind everyone, as it's stated in the description, this is a recorded session. So hopefully uh, that is fine, but it is uh, put in the, um, you know, description. I just realized, um, yeah, didn't mention it earlier, but it is a recorded session for the purpose of podcasting. Uh, it will be on Apple. It will be on Spotify as well, just so we can listen back to it as well. I noticed my brother Ethos managed to come back. Are you there, brother? Yes, I am. Brilliant. So, do you have a question or a statement for us just before we close off? Uh, hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to ask uh, Leah, um, uh, thanks for those amazing words, and you're actually doing a very great job. Um, just wanted to ask you, because when you say you decided to free people, what really motivated you? And then, because you know when you are in the process, like I always tell people, I'm, I, I put myself in the situation that... Um, um, like uh, Af- like Africa, Uganda is my responsibility. So I started this academy to you know educate kids, stuff like that. But then I get to the point where I buy. I feel like, uh, what am I even doing it? So let's say when you get to the point where you feel like, okay, cool, you trying your best because it's more like you're giving a hundred twenty percent. And then you get to me who I feel like I need to be afraid, but I don't. I'm not. I don't have that drive. Then I'm giving you like ten percent what really pushes you to actually like keep going you know stay on track does that make sense no not really so you're saying that if you're trying to push and then and then no but the people you're trying to free they're not willing to be afraid i can't i cannot free anybody who doesn't want to get free That, that that's that's a waste of my time and theirs to be honest and i think that for me as a coach when somebody comes to me the first thing i recognize is you recognizing yourself that you need help yeah and, and I don't give answers. I find the answers inside of people and then help them recognize. So I call the, my coaching sessions realization coaching. So when I say realization coaching, it doesn't mean I have the answer. It means that I have the tools and the skills to help you realize what you already have inside of you. For me, it's, it's a paid session. I can do, I can work with people forever and make them pay, but I do have a limit. And I think that if I don't see it changing, we, I, it's either you change your coach or you change yourself. Wow, I like that. Wow, that's amazing. Cheers, that's the word. That's the to live by. Thank you. Brilliant, Brother Ethos. Thank you so much for coming and asking your question. Um, guys, once again, uh, Violet, uh, Ethos, Lydia, uh, thank you so much for coming on stage and adding on to the conversation. Leah, yeah, you've been absolutely brilliant. I'm actually looking forward to going and listening back uh, to this as well. Thank you so much for blessing us, not only with your time, but with your knowledge, with your wisdom and with your passion. Um as well i feel like i should ask this again but as we close off uh, any final words uh, just before we completely close off the room uh leah um i just think that uh, as a people i think the first thing that we need to do is understand that we have it inside of us everything that you require for success is not on clubhouse it's not on instagram 
it's not another people it's inside of you and then once you mm. start from that then you push out no absolutely That's brilliant cool. uh i mean you couldn't couldn't have said it better guys once again thank you so much for joining us i'll be back uh next week with another uh, inspirational mind uh just for us to highlight them and hear about the work that they're doing do catch this particular conversation on spotify uh apple Podcasts, and anywhere where you listen to your podcast so once again the room will be closed in the next 20 seconds thank you so much for being with us today thank you talk to you soon